Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. Welcome back to the Fuel Your Legacy podcast. Each week, we expose the faulty foundational mindsets of the past and rebuild a newer, stronger foundation essential in creating your meaningful legacy. We've got a lot of work to do, so let's get started. As much as you like this podcast, I'm certain that you're going to love the book that I just released on Amazon, Fuel Your Legacy, The Nine Pillars to Build a Meaningful Legacy. I wrote this to share with you the experiences that I had while I was identifying my identity, how I began to create my meaningful legacy and how you can create yours. You're going to find this book on Kindle, Amazon, and as always on my website, samnickerbacher.com. Welcome back to Fuel Your Legacy Show. And today we have um, somebody from a state that I've never met somebody from this state before. So it's exciting for me. I get to meet new people all the time. Her name is Kim Daly. And she is the number one franchise coach. She has helped people from all different industries take their dream or their their, uh, little quiet part inside themselves that they haven't spoken to anybody else, their little baby that they're too scared to share with anybody, their secret, their affair. She's helping you share this openly with everybody and be proud of it. And not only be proud of it, but get other people to buy into why you should continue your affair and why you should continue... Um, your dream and build a legacy doing that. So I'm, I'm thrilled to have her on this podcast. She's going to show, share so much value. She's helped hundreds, thousands, um, maybe not millions, but probably by, by, uh, by ripple effect, probably millions of people um, really dive into the difference between where they're currently at and that millionaire mindset and then helping them get there. So she's an expert in what she does. And I'm just super excited to, to have her share her expertise with you. I'll be asking questions um, to help draw those things out of what I think will, will help you as well. So Kim, thank you so much for being on our show and spending the time to do this. I know it takes time to do this. So thank you and take it away. Thank you, Sam. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm excited. I think that your show, Fuel Your Legacy, uh, parallels exactly what my real entire, my personal existence and what I do for a living, my personal self and my professional self do every single day. A lot of what makes me the successful franchise consultant that I am are the principles that I teach my candidates when they come to me in some state of transition in their lives or just with the dream inside of them to own a business but where do you begin and what's the right business and how do you actually explore and say yes and feel confident that you're 
you've done, you've asked enough questions and the right questions and how do you finance a business? How does somebody afford it? So I help people figure all of this out and my services are free. Um, and, and we start all the way back at the beginning. And um, I, I love to kind of begin with the end in mind, right? Because we, I want to know a legacy. Why do we want a legacy? Well, because we want our life to have meaning, right? We want our life to have purpose. So, so what do you want that purpose to be, right? Personally, professionally, and financially, who do you aspire to become? And if we can outline clearly and specifically where you want to end up, and we know where you are today, then it's my job as the franchise consultant to bring the right franchise vehicle that will get the person from here to there. So the business becomes the vehicle that drives their life rather than the business being looked at as sort of the end-all, be-all. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. I 100% agree. And, and a lot of times people think that it's the business, like I have to pick the right business in order to be successful. And I'm like, no, you don't. Any business you want can make you any money that you want and make you as successful as you want because it's not the business. That's like looking at some external factor that's producing your success when you, you, you probably realize and I definitely realize that all success starts from inside. And that's why we go inside first to define kind of where we're starting from and who we are. And then we go through this journey together to get you to where you want to be using the business as the pass-through vehicle. So I work with people and help them really understand like what's held them back in the past. If they've looked at franchising before, thought about owning a business, but they never did it. Why? And I use all kinds of analogies. Like I, I love the analogy of, this is like a courtship leading to a marriage. And when you work with me, it's going to start with a blind date. So then I get to become the dating coach. So, you know, we're going to outline what kind of characteristics you're looking for in that perfect match and, um, and, and just teach you all about how to, how to play the field, which is it's going to be a good thing to play the field, and date multiple franchisors so that you have context so you can learn how different companies do things. So when you actually start to say no to certain characteristics, it's because you're saying yes to other characteristics that you found in another match. And when we play the game like this, the widget of the business, like what the business does, becomes very irrelevant. And people get more focused on what they should be focused on as investors, which is the in a franchise, which are the people that you're partnering with. Because when you buy a franchise, that's what you're buying. You're buying into a relationship to go into business for yourself, but not by yourself. So we're using the proven systems that other people have already created and we're, we're paying a fee to get access to the business plan and the people and the initial training and their ongoing mentorship and technology and national vendors and all that. And then we're leveraging that so that we have that safety net and we can, from day one, start moving toward profitability in our business. And that's what makes franchising a safer investment than starting a business on your own. But safer doesn't mean foolproof, right? There's no guarantees that of your success. You, kind of bringing it full circle, you will create your success. Sometimes candidates will feel like the territory will make them successful or, oh, the location will make me successful or the franchise brand will make me successful. And, well, all of those things can definitely add to success. I will 
always be able to show you through many stories and you'll be able to validate that with other franchises that it's the owner that made the business successful, right? I can take an underperforming location and put in a top performing mentality and have that become a top performing store. I can have an amazing location, put in someone who doesn't understand kind of driving top performance and just doesn't have that desire to really own his or her business. And that great location could flounder and, and potentially even fail. Does that make sense, Sam? Oh, absolutely. It's, it's so entirely true. I have, uh, I have some serious questions for you okay. um, here because I think that, uh, well, one, everything she said is 100% what I agree with and what I've, I'm not the perfect at expressing it or teaching it. So this is, this is where I'm excited to, to learn from you of, of ways as a leader to actually make that go, uh, I say multi-generationally, but get, get the team involved in the vision and in the crusade because I think that, yes, success starts with them. You have to identify what, um, what it is you want to do. Because anything, just like you said, I believe anything can make you money. There's literally nothing that, like people, I, I use this example because I think it's so crazy and it's something that I don't value at all. But like people make millions of dollars by allowing you to watch them eat food on YouTube. <laughs> no, my teenage boys do it. Mom, I'm like, it's gross. It's so dumb. Like why? But here's the deal. You can make money doing literally anything. So like, there's, there's no limit to what you can do to make you millions of dollars. The question is, does it align with who you are? Now, I go a little bit deeper in, in my legacy coaching. Um, it needs to be, be more than just alignment within yourself, but how do you want to be remembered and how is that affecting other people and is that a value and is it a win-win-win for everybody, yourself, the world, and, and the person that you're serving? There's a lot of other questions to go into it, but absolutely it has to align with you because if you are get into something that doesn't align with you i was an example i was successful selling pest control door to door and like still today i'll still sell you pest control because i think everybody needs it i don't get paid for it anymore and i actually really like the door to door um activity like i think it's a fun energizing you get to meet lots of people um you never know what's behind the door a dog a gun a person like the reality is you just don't know. And so there's, there's a risk factor. All of it's exciting. And when it came down to it, it wasn't really the way that I wanted to be remembered. And it wasn't the impact that I wanted to have on society. Not that it's a bad impact to have. I'll still sell it to you. It's just not what I want to be known for. And so um, finding something that starting inside, identifying who you are and what's important to you, and then building out of that, that's huge for me. Um, I'm, I'm going to have you, well, I guess I'll just ask you this. How important are identifying when you're looking inside yourself, how important is identifying your core values as a, as a being yes, in that process? It's so true. I didn't say that, but we definitely go into that to, with my can. I definitely go into that with my candidates. Some people will tell me I have to do something that's purposeful. Other people, it's like, nah, if it's transactional and it makes money, I'll, I'm willing to do it. And it just depends on the investor. I'm not here to judge. There's different businesses, you know, for different, for different um, reasons people invest. So, but it's for the people that it is important. Like for myself, I'm, I eat organically. I love to work out. Like I wouldn't want to own a McDonald's. Like it's just not, I don't, I don't go there. I get that many people do, but I, I want to contribute positively to people's lives. And people will say those kind of things to me. And then I start looking and thinking about businesses that align with those core values. But for other people, like I, I love to ask the question about 
status, like how important is, like how sexy what you do is. And people, it kind of catches people off guard and then they laugh when they kind of, I'm like, yeah, well, if I say, hey, you know, Sam, you could own a porta potty business and make a million dollars, but it's porta potties. Like, are you bragging to your friends that, hey, you own the porta potty business? Or is it more important that it, you know, has that sort of meaningful contribution to the world? But that, that's the, that's the, that's how I phrase that same question to get to the point you're getting to. Um, and you know, some people it's really important and for other people, it's just not. Yeah. I, I love that. How I, that's one of my actual smart goals that I, I have coined. Um, is I change, I change the smart goals cause I want to make them legacy goals. So it's, it has to be sexy, it has to be massive so that you can't accomplish it yourself it has to be audacious enough that it creates separation. So some people are not with you. Some people are with you. Um, has to be remarkable enough that if somebody hears about it, they're going to be talking about it just because it's like, whether they like it or not, they're going to talk about it. Trump, whether you like him or not, people talk about the guy, you know, like, and what he's done, what he's accomplished, whether you like Tesla or not, people can't not talk about Tesla for good or bad, right? They get all this free media coverage because they're doing ridiculous, audacious things. They're like, why is that important? It's important because you're talking about it. That's why it's important. Did you um, read the book, The Purple Cow? <laughs> that, that's where that comes from. <laughs> I, I read that book. I read a lot of books. I, the, the word remarkable is all over that marketing book. Yeah, it's so, so important. And then lastly is, are you being transparent? Are you actually sharing what you're doing? But it has to be sexy enough that it holds somebody's attention. Now, maybe it is porta potties and maybe it, the, the sexy aspect of that is I make a million dollars selling porta potties, literally dealing with crap. I make a million dollars. What are you doing? Well, right. it's needs based. It's right. long-term sustainable, right? Mm -hmm. I, I feel like my, when I'm talking to people about building a legacy in a franchise, because a franchise is different than entrepreneurship where there's an innate passion in the person to bring something to market, to create it. Franchisees are sort of taking what somebody else was somebody else's passion and just making money from it. So the passion comes in a different way. And to back up from that, the legacy piece of this is when people say to me, look, I want to build a business that I can pass on to my kids. I'm like, look, that could be too much pressure to put on this one decision with the way that consumer trends go. How can we predict if what you're saying yes to today is something your kids will even be interested in in 15 years, or it'll even be viable in 15 years, but that doesn't mean it's not a viable investment for you today. So the legacy piece is by you stepping up and changing your life and becoming a business owner, the conversation at the dinner table changes. When the kids go into the business with you, they see something different. My kids know when mom's at work, which is on the third floor of our house, they are not allowed to come up. She's busy, she's working. They don't have a mother that leaves the house to work. They, they know that I, and, and, and I'm like, look, I need to work today because I need to make money. It's different than like, I, I put the pressure on myself and that, that, that's the legacy that like my kids are growing up with. That's what I'm giving to them. What self, um, what ownership means, not working for somebody else. Does that, does that make sense? I didn't yeah, say absolutely. that. And I think Thank that's you. a great legacy of like taking ownership because I don't care if you are working for somebody else. And this is another thing that I, I teach is you got to become the CEO of your own life. Like, I don't care if you're working for somebody else. If you're an employee, it's still your job as a CEO of your household, as a CEO of your relationship to be negotiating the best possible terms for that contract. And if you go into a contract and you end up with less payment than you think you're worth, 
that's your fault. It's not the person who's paying you fault. It's your fault for being a crappy CEO and you need to get some CEO coaching on how to negotiate a better deal. I love that. And a lot of the videos I put out in franchising are very well received by franchisors because I, I say it a little different, but exactly the same message. It's all about accountability. The franchisor becomes the very easy scapegoat in the equation when a franchisee is not successful. And people want to look and say, oh, you know, I was owed this or they, I didn't get that. And listen, I became one of the top franchise consultants in the country by simply making a decision to own it, not to make excuses, not to go looking for external forces to make me successful, but to actually look at my business, figure out what I could control and maximize, and then be disciplined to follow through. And when I committed myself to that in 2010, 365 days later, I was the number one franchise consultant. And I'm just a little girl from New Hampshire. Like, that's what I say. Like, if I can do it, anybody can do it. And so since then, I didn't want to be a one-hit wonder, right? Because it's, it's much easier climbing to the top when you're obscure. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise, and with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. No one knows who you are. But once you're like this woman in a man's world and you're like, you're like kicking their butts, all of a sudden there's like arrows in your back and I'm like, all right, so now I have to act actually figure out what did I actually do? How do I replicate that? So I had to look at all of my numbers in my business and make a science out of what I did. And I've been successful because I've maintained uh, those results since 2011. I've given my secrets, if you will, to other consultants who are smart enough to come to me and say, hey, I want to play at your level. How did, it, how did you do that? And now one of them has doubled what I do, which is absolutely amazing and such a, um, an honor to me. And then, of course, in my coaching with my candidates, now I'm able to give them the science of driving top performance because business is all the same. Even though they're all different, it's all the same. And so yeah. I can share my science with my candidates so that from day one, when they do take the leap off that diving board and uh, decide to change their life, they have 
all the tools that I wish I had way back in the beginning, but it took me a while to figure them out. They have all those tools from day one to go be that top performer. And the most important part of what I just said is that they have the understanding that nobody, you're not owed anything. In a franchise in life, nobody owes you anything. And if you really want to be successful, you have to own it. And I mean, own it, own it when it's good. Everybody wants to own it when it's good, right? When it's successful, yeah. it's all what I did. But when it's failing, somehow it's like the franchisor's fault. It's like, hey, 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 wait, wait, wait. If you're going to own it when it's good, you got to own it when it's bad, right? And in and, and every business, myself included, there always has to be valleys. You're going to skid out. And, and in fact, like you can't avoid the, the skid. You can't avoid the valley. Why would you? Because that's where you're actually going to learn, right? I've learned more about my character. Character is developed when things are not going right. If you, if you think about this time that we're in right now, this COVID time, right? I mean, this is people like, why would I want to explore franchising right now? And I'm like, why wouldn't you want to explore franchising right now? Because anybody can make their business look good when the economy is good. But you know how hard it is to make your business look good when like half of your stores or all of your stores are closed? So what it's going to come down to is the leadership and the culture, right? And how well supported those franchisees feel. So this is the perfect time. This is the best time in history to be exploring a franchise because you're going to go out and interview those franchise owners who are scared out of their minds. They have a business that they're trying to live off of and they can't even make money right now. But if they're in a very strong, supportive culture where the leadership really cares and has made changes to the business model, adapted the business model, those franchisees are going to say they're as happy now as they were in February. So mm-hmm. this is the perfect time. So, but it comes back again to just owning it. Yeah, I completely agree. And one other thing that I think uh, I want to point out is you train somebody, that person has now doubled what you've been able to do, right? And you're happy to see them succeed. And that comes from understanding who gets to take the ownership, right? That comes from understanding that that individual, yes, you tra- train them and to do stuff, and that's all that. Although that's fulfilling, that person went and doubled that, right? And and where you can learn to take ownership yourself, it allows you to give other people that same amount of ownership of their their successes and their failures. And I think that's a huge, huge important thing to understand. Now, I'm curious about the, the franchise, so I want you to um, create a distinction if 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 you're able to. Create a distinction between franchising, multi-level marketing, and direct sales. Like, what's the difference? And and in your mind, are they? Uh, would you recommend all three to different individuals, or like, what what's your positioning um, and marketing in those different areas? Okay. So, and if I understand you correctly, so direct sales would be more like you're like an independent consultant for a company. Yeah, I would. I would say direct sales could be a, a lot of things, like. Uh, for instance, direct sales could be pest control, right? You're, you're, 1099 you're, yeah, sales you're, guy. 10.99. You're selling for somebody, yeah. and it's a direct sale conversation. Multi-level okay. marketing, in my mind, is something where um, I get that it's network marketing. I understand that yeah, one. Network marketing, yeah. and then franchising is is different. It is there are elements that are different, and then there's elements that are the same in all of them. So that's why I want you to create some distinction for the listeners so they understand maybe they do like an MLM more than a direct sales or more than, more than a franchise and kind of how those yeah. network together. 
And, and I, I know you're in Utah, which a lot of network marketing companies are headquartered there. And uh, I think a lot of network marketing companies get a bad rap, right? Because they're low investment. So a lot of people, it's a, it's a low barrier of entry. A lot of people will raise their hand at the dream of being able to make money and the residual money, right? That's what they're all pretty much built on. But because it's a low barrier of entry, uh, people will do it around a full-time job and never really give the business their full attention. And so very, very, very few people actually go on in the Mary Kay world to own the, the pink Cadillac or the Arbonne world to own the white Mercedes, right? But it doesn't mean that it's not possible for every single person that said yes. Again, it comes back to accountability and owning it. So the biggest difference between franchise and the others, the others, you're not really, well, with a network marketing, you would be building something that you own. Um, and that you can control and an organization around you that would build residual income and it would provide tax advantages as well. The franchise, um, it's kind of more e easily defined as, I mean, this is an asset that you're building that's building cash flow, equity, and creating tax advantages. It would be scalable to multiple territories or multiple units and that's really how that wealth can be created. You can start out at one level where you're maybe in the business and then switch to working on the business over time. There are some franchises where from day one, though, you can come in as a semi-absentee investor where you're working on it from day one and you hire to the experience of the business so your employees are working in it. But franchising is regulated by the Federal Trade Commission and every franchise must disclose certain information to that potential investor so that a franchisor can't like be slimy and you know make up false earnings claims or give you a high pressure close. I mean, there's even a timeline on from when you receive the disclosure document to when you're even legal to be awarded the franchise. And that's to prevent, you know, kind of those high pressure sales closes and earnings claims have to be in writing, not just something verbal and failure rate has to be disclosed. So before you ever give any money to the franchisor, are allowed to know all of this information. It's, it's in, in a free document that the franchisor would provide to you. But I think what they have in common is that they all require the owner to step up and be accountable and to, to have dreams and goals, create a plan, and then execute on that plan and be disciplined to follow through. What makes them different is um, probably the level of investment. Franchising is probably a bigger investment than definitely than network marketing. And there's probably no investment in the direct sales, right? Direct sales, you're probably not even building anything that you own. You might just be owning the route or owning the income. But as soon as you walk away, you give all that up. Yeah, I mean, direct sales could also be like a loan officer. If you're running your own loan officer business, real estate agents, those are all direct sales in my mind where... You could, you could technically be, have your own business outside, I mean, but there is some level of, and that doesn't always require licensing, but there's a level of, there's a level of investment upfront, but not near the same as franchising. And most of the time, multi-level marketing is significantly less than I would say a direct sales investment. And you know what else, Sam? Very venture. So when you say it like that, yeah, that distinction makes me say, well, in a franchise, you're building an asset that over time should not require you. Both of the other two options are kind of people raising their hand saying, I want to own my time and my income, but I'm still exchanging my time for money. 
versus a business in a franchise is building an engine that will work without you. Sometimes you start out like that. Those are called semi-absentee investments. And then other times people start out more full-time, but then as they get the right people and the systems in place, then they're able to step back. Okay. So, uh, and, and I think there's, I can think of a lot of different options. I'm sure you can too, of many business types that are, uh, blends of all three of these different types of things, right? So yeah. I, I just want to be clear there. You may find something that's partially direct sale, partially multi-level and partially franchise. You might find something that's just franchise, just multi-level or just direct sales or any combination of them. You could find a business that's going to fall into them um, because there are certain aspects of every business that are beneficial, right? So you have some businesses that are storefront businesses um, that employ for their, their marketing team is a multi-level marketing marketing team, but you could just as easily go straight to a, a non-multi-level marketing structure and get the information. Car insurance is one of those where you can go to a, a nationwide store front and, and work directly with nationwide, or you can go work with somebody who's building a direct sales or or multi-level marketing structure selling nationwide products. And you can get the same product, same price from both people. It's just where do you want to go to that thing? Sure, sure. And so, at the core of that, I mean, all these opportunities have the common denominator of sales. Like a lot of times people will say, I want to own a business, but I don't want to sell anything. And I'm like, well, you can, if you own a business, you have to be selling something. It's whether you are proactively doing it, right? Or you're managing other people or you have marketing tools. But also what these, th these things have in common is a lot of franchises will have a solid marketing program, but what every business owner soon realizes is their best clients are always referrals, that network marketing. So every business owner really has to grow into that role of promoting their business and networking their business uh, because that's where your best clients are always going to come from. I don't care what the business is or does. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I, I, let's, let's dive back into one, the, the kind of the relationship of this. So, so I can understand. And so the audience can understand your position properly as far as what you do. You, I'm going to describe it the way I understand it and you correct me where I'm wrong. Okay. So let's say that you're like Google and that you don't, I mean, you may or may not own certain franchises, but as far as your services to people, you know of because of your experience, you know of hundreds, if not thousands of different franchise, multi-level marketing, direct sales options. And then you meet with somebody and you say, okay, let's identify who you are, what you want, things like that. And then your job is to broker and help the, the individual you're helping get in contact with and interview these different options to find which one suits them. Correct. Except that I am exclusive to franchising. Except but yes, I am a matchmaker. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So I, I just I want to be clear. That's that, the consulting uh, role. Yeah, yeah. I have. A, I'm, a, I'm a coach too because once we've identified the companies, how do you say yes? A lot of people look. No, I know exactly what company I want to look at. They might have even looked at it before, but they couldn't figure out how to say yes. So I have a very efficient process. It takes me about one to two months to help someone feel competent and confident. That's my guarantee. I'm going to teach you how to do competent due diligence so that you can be confident in your final decision, whether it's yes or no. Right. 
Awesome. So I'm glad we clarified that. <clears throat> Just uh, is there a list somewhere that somebody could go in? I know that you could go get one from a franchisee, but what if I wanted to um, not necessarily franchise my business? Maybe I do, maybe I don't. But what I want to do is be able to prepare my business so I can see my business and take that accountability for my business the same way a franchisee would take accountability. So what are the regulations? What are the disclosures that would need to be disclosed in that process that somebody could take and apply to their own business to see where they're at? Because I know a lot of business owners, I sit down, I'm a business coach in certain aspects and I sit down with them. They have no idea what their, they don't know what annual revenues are. Short of their, they just send their bank statements and their stuff to their tax guy and like, yeah, he figures it out. That's the extent of their knowledge, right? And you're like, you're running a business. Well, yeah, I make a million dollars a year and I send it all over here and he figures stuff out for me and they don't know what's going on. So like, what if there is like, well, I wonder how successful my business actually is. How would, what kind of metrics would they use from just a pure regulation disclosure standpoint that they would need to be looking at to say, okay, this is what I would disclose to somebody. Is any regulation or disclosure? I mean, in that disclosure document, uh, smart franchisors will have some earnings claim where they'll kind of break down, you know, what their average center or store or franchisee is creating in gross revenue and a, a list of the expenses so that you can kind of net it out. But more importantly, we use the process of interviewing the other franchisees. So the other people in the system who, who, who are already using these systems and tools and this business plan and who are being supported by the leadership, we use their validation to really understand when you're going to cash flow and how much money it really took to get this thing open and what are they looking forward to financially and who are the biggest competitors in that industry. People make assumptions. Oh, this must be super competitive. It's like, well, just wait, let's talk to the franchisees and see who they would say are the real competitors. So we use what we call validation from existing franchise owners to really help the potential investor understand the full financial opportunity. And that's part of what I guide them through is kind of what are the right questions specifically around what you were talking about in terms of making money. This is the number one thing that I did back in 2010 was really create a very specific daily sales plan. Like that's where the daily coach comes from. It's well, a couple things. People will be like, I just need a daily dose of Kim. And I'm like, Oh, I, I think I, I think I can figure out how to use my name in that. Um, so that there's that. And then, um, but it's about having a daily plan that you hold yourself accountable to. So that million dollar business may seem as a small business, that's a pretty large small business. And it may seem like, you know, trying to climb Mount Everest when you're not a climber. But if you have a daily sales plan that's broken into however many days that you're going to work that year, uh, then you know exactly what you need to accomplish every day you come to work and you never have to look up at. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise, and with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, 
Our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The, the, the top of the mountain, the million dollars. You only have to stay focused right where you are today. And when I did this for myself, just kind of made it up in my head. Again, I, the first year I did it, I had no idea of the effect it would have on my business. But when I replicated it and I've been replicating it, the effect it has on my business is unbelievable. Because number one, people are like, you're so, you're so passionate about what you do, Kim. I'm like, yeah, you know I am so passionate because I always feel in control. I know exactly where I am on the way to where I want to be. I don't have to worry about how my year is going to end up. Because I know what I need to do today, June 26th, right? So I'm not worried about next week or the next month. I'm always like right where I am is getting me where I want to go. And that's because I take, and this is what I coach people to is those, what we, we would call KPIs, key performance indicators or, but if owners don't know like their, their goal, their revenue goal, and they don't know where they are in relation to that goal, when they come to work every day, how do they know what to do? How do they know how to prioritize their time? So there's lots of things you have to do to be successful to run a business, but there's just a few things, typically one, two, or three things that if the owner would focus their time and attention on those things, almost to the detriment of the other things, the business would grow leaps and bounds. And that's what I did in my business, identifying what do I have the most control over? Because in my business in particular, I'm not, I'm not selling a franchise. Like I I have to rely on the franchise salespeople to do their job, right? So, and I have to rely on the person who I'm talking to to have deep motivations to actually be able to jump off the diving board. I mean, I I can make I can prepare you to climb the ladder of the diving board and walk out to the edge of the plank, but I can't like push you off, right? I want I want you to like be running off that diving board and jumping exhilarated that this is the right thing for you. And that's why I teach competence and the due diligence because that's where the confidence will come from. And that competence I'm teaching is what I've self-taught in 18 years of being a franchise consultant and 24 years of being a business owner. Does that make sense, Sam? Yeah, no, it does. And I think that that's so important because um, I was actually just having a conversation with a, a business partner today. And he's like, man, I'm having problems with my closing ratios. I'm going through duh, 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 this is my process. And then when it gets to the closing pr- portion, it's not, nothing's going through and nobody's following through. I was like, okay, you, you can blame that on somebody else. You can blame that on, but like there's a thousand ways we can blame. But for me, it's this, I learned this from Grant Cardone and for better or worse, I think it's served me a ton. So if it serves you, great. But like, I take it like the idea of extreme ownership of like when I get rear-ended, right? Then I take ownership for that. If I get rear-ended in the car, I take ownership. Now, what does that mean? Does that mean it's my fault and that I should pay all the bills? No, but that means next time I need to figure out how can I leave earlier, drive a different route? Like what can I do to avoid that in the future? That's what that means. Not that I'm 
owning somebody else's decision, but I'm doing what can I do to avoid that or, or prepare for that sooner? How can, I, how can I mitigate those things sooner? And so although you can't control that person jumping off the bridge, you can vet the people you're working with so that you're only working with people who want to jump off the bridge, not who are going to tiptoe to the edge, right? Um, and so I want to I make that clear because we deal with that in children. When you're, when you're raising a family, you've got to do the same thing. You're like, I can't control how this child's reacting. True, you can't. However, what can you control that affects how they react? Right. And so it, it applies to every aspect of your life, this principle of thinking about what can I control and focusing on that rather than dealing with what's out of your control. And when something's out of your control, don't give up and say, oh, that was somebody else's mistake. No, look internally and say, how can I make sure that I don't ever have to deal with somebody else's mistake like that again? Yeah, that's awesome. I don't want to deal with those people. <laughs> yeah. That well, and in my business, what I identified was the only thing I really could control is I can't control who's going to say yes, but I can control how many people I find who want to explore franchising. And so when I just sort of stacked that funnel, if you will, full and every day made my focus on anybody in process, I had to figure out, all right, I already lost control of them. Now that's not entirely true. I'll come back to that in just a minute about your sales objections, but if I played that game with my mind and said, they're in the process, whether they will or they won't, I can't control that. So that's done for me. When I focused on what I could control and it was a game that I couldn't lose because my, when I broke down my goals, it, it was like one person per day. And it was like, seriously, Kim, like if all you have to do is come to work every day and just like try to find one person who might want to engage in, in exploring franchising, like, so what happened is it was a game I couldn't lose. And I came to work every day excited to like win. I never felt defeated. And so but my, my confidence grew, my, my energy is always high. So people are like, you're so passionate about what you do. It's like, well, yeah, if you, if you create an environment where you're always winning, why wouldn't you be happy and, and passionate? And so. So that's what I want to give to my people. Now, the same thing about when you talk about sales objections, other consultants will call me or even, you know, people that own a business and they don't want to own the objections. And I'm like, look, every sales process only has so many objections. We're all different, but we all think the same. <laughs> so if you keep getting the same objection, then you need to figure out how to bring that objection up before the client thinks about it. Because here's what happens. So I, I do live events. I travel all over the country and I speak before people in career transition, career symposiums, MBA groups, business groups. And after so many years of doing this and fielding all the same types of questions, I redesigned my whole pitch to almost be debunking myths the entire time. And what happened is people started coming up to me after and they were like, when you talked about the 53-year-old woman and blah, and I, they used, they were like, it was like you were talking to me. Or, you know, when you said this, it was like you knew exactly what I was thinking. I'm like, well, so now I started identifying more with my people. They felt like I was identifying more with them because I, I relaxed them by saying, listen, this isn't my first rodeo, right? Like, I know exactly what you're thinking, and I'm going to help you through your own limiting beliefs, your own assumptions, what I call head trash so that we can move all that out of the way, create a blank slate. But now when you do that with someone that you're trying to, and I'm not selling, so I don't, I don't mean this in, the, in a bad way, but when you do that with somebody you're trying to sell to, now they're open 
and they're yours to coach and to guide their thinking. And that's what I need is to get them to where I can coach and guide their thinking. So I, I look at this exploration process sort of like a minefield. Like it's like a battlefield and it's in your mind. So if I can carefully guide the person around the landmines, oh, 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 wait, wait, right? Like a lot of times people think this at this stage. And if I can tell them before they step on the landmine, I can safely guide them around it. That's much easier guiding them through the process successfully than if they step on the landmine and I have to try to put them back together. And any sales process has all the same thing. So if you can figure out what your common objections are and you can figure out how to set those objections up early so that they don't come up, you're going to be infinitely more successful. Because what, after I did this one thing of focusing on one new client every day to build my legacy, then I had to go back and really look at the science and I then looked at my closing ratios. And at that point, I was working with about every 12 people that I talked to, one would buy a business. And that was like really hard. That's a lot of work. So I, how could I get work smarter rather than harder? Today, I'm one in three. So again, I'm still not selling anything, but I've got a heck of a lot better at setting things up so people fall out of the process sooner, so people get what they need sooner, so, so that I can get more people to feel more confident and competent with what they're doing and they can go on and say yes and we all win. Yeah, and I think part of that is taking out of those 12 people, one out of 12, part of it is maybe three or four of those, you're, you're overcoming objections so they're, they're moving faster through the process so they're actually more committed. And then the other part is maybe three or four of those people that you are eliminating faster, right? So, so <laughs> well, they eliminate themselves. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I just help people help themselves faster. Sure, exactly. You're helping them make a decision faster. So I think, I think that's important though. What you're doing, you're not just um, creating this separation, but you're helping some people move forward and some people choose out. Some people choose in, some people choose out. And that's important in anything you're doing. Happen, I promise you, this is how it happens with children. At least it's how it's happening with my three-year-old. I'll say that. Um, <laughs> I know it's how it happened for me as well. Uh, it, and all the business that I've done and all the clients that I've worked with, the process of choosing in and out of something is, is crucial and allowing them to choose in and out, right? If you, yes. and identifying how are we going to do this to where their objections don't come up um, is, is crucial. So if, in, in, in some, can I say one more thing? Yeah, absolutely. Because sometimes people will say, well, Kim, are you going to tell me if I'm not a good fit? to own a business. And I'm like, no, you know why? I mean, I can, I can give so many stories, but I'll, one quick story is um, the reason is it's not my job to play God with your life. And I cannot correlate previous experience, having an MBA or any particular background that leads to success in a business. What leads to success in a business is the person's desire for success and what they're willing to do to get there. There is, there's one candidate that I worked with years ago who I think he came out of manufacturing and I'd swear to you, Sam, he was probably clinically depressed when I met him. Like, I remember thinking, dear Lord, do not let this person buy a franchise. Like, I do not want to help. I do not want to help this person fail. And I remember calling the franchisor saying, you need to help this candidate figure out how to not do this, that he's not the right person. This was when I was a younger, much younger consultant and didn't know what I know today. So fast forward eight or nine years later, that guy is now a multi-millionaire in his franchise. He regularly validate, he regularly volunteers to validate to other incoming um, franchises in his group. He's in a small 
a, a small state. He's in Maine. Um, and he never sold anything in his life. And today he's one of the top performers in a franchise that has over 900 franchisees. Um, so, you know, that's just one story. And there are other stories where on paper, I would be like, this guy's going to crush it, you know, like a, a military background so he can follow directions. He's coachable, right? Great leadership skills. Maybe he came out and had some sort of corporate sales background. So now I know he can communicate to you and he's a good relationship builder. You know, and you put that guy to a business and he fails. And you're like, I never saw that coming. So it, it, the success in the franchise, in the business, what you do with the opportunity in front of you is 100% on you. And that's really hard for people that are coming into this idea of owning a business to wrap their heads around. But once they work with me over the one or two months that I get to be with them, by the time they say yes, if they say yes to their franchise, they will 100% percent understand exactly what that means it's yeah, really really it's fundamentally important because then you and this is why franchisors love me uh because if if i can bring a candidate to them who owns it from day one and is not looking for the franchisor to help them be successful and that doesn't mean training and support to your point we raise our children we we want to give them every tool and education and everything that we can for them to be successful but we can't we can't control what they do and a better example of is my personal training example right so it, it let's say that you Sam and three of your friends join the gym on New Year's Eve on New Year's Day and you're like, all right, you're all going to like, let's say you have 50 pounds. Loose. You're all going to lose weight. And so you join the same gym and you all hire the same trainer. In fact, you decide to do it like at a boot camp. You're all going to come at the same hour and train. Do all four of you lose weight at the same time? No. Do all four of you even lose weight? No. Maybe. Do some of you quit? Probably. Does one of you maybe go on and lose 50 pounds in 30 days? Maybe right? So if you all are in the same environment, you're given the same plan and the same leadership, why do you all have such drastically different results? Well, because your individual effort matters. What you do, how you mentally show up, how important your goals are to you, how intense you are, right? What you do in the 23 hours, you're not in the gym. So the franchisor can be the most world-class franchisor with all the systems and all the tools but that still doesn't guarantee success because we know the plan works, but what we don't know is, are you going to work the plan? Does that make sense? Oh, it, it, what does 100? I think that it's that desire for success that working with a coach, working with a mentor, um, that's their objective is to match up. What do you, what is it that you are excited about when I'm working with somebody and thinking, Hey, do you want to work with me in my business? Then I'm thinking, that, and this comes up all the time. Well, I don't like sales. I don't like working with, with people. I'm like, is that really true? Well, what is it that you do like? Or they'll say, well, I, yeah, I really like, um, I really like working at the library, but it just, it's not feeding my family. And okay, well, what exactly do you like about working at the library? Well, I like me. I like smiling at people when they walk in. Okay. Could, could you do that smiling at anywhere else and get paid more for it? Yeah. Okay. Well, what else do you like? I like directing people to wherever they're going. Okay. Could you direct somebody to what they need in a different way and get paid a commission on directing them to that? Right? So all the things that you love doing, there's a lot of different places to do that. And if you're unhappy with the compensation you're currently getting, 
really do your best to identify what is it you actually love. And that's where we're going to loop back to the beginning where she says it starts from within, starts with inside yourself, identifying those core values. That's crucial because once, once somebody helps you identify those and once you identify those inside yourself, now you, all the world opens up like, Oh, I can go do this here, 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 here. I can go, um, help somebody get what they need in all these different areas. Um, now I get to choose which one I want. Now I'm not being selected. I get to select. You're so spot on. Yeah. I have people buying maid service businesses that if I had just said, hey, here's a maid service business, they're like, what? But when I say, look, remember when you told me that you love managing people, that you want to be the kind of boss that gets to give those people in your community an opportunity that other businesses would not give an opportunity to that you want to have an impact in your employees' lives. You want to come to work every day. If you could come to work every day and you could be the leader, the kind of boss. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com slash Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com slash Wondersuite. That, that other people kind of look up to and for not just like professional growth, but personal growth, that that would be an environment where you feel inspired to go every day. And I'm like, great, well, here's a maid service franchise. But it's so when I present companies to people, it's based on all of those characteristics. Mm -hmm. and, and it doesn't matter. The, the, the matter of the, the, the widget matters to the extent that, as we already discussed, that meaningful or purpose-driven person it might matter more to them than the person who's like just really wants this as an investment that to make money. Mm -hmm. So, and everything we're saying comes full circle because it's about putting you in an environment where you get to become the person that you know you are versus when you take a job for somebody else and you're in their culture and you're, you're living for their goals, it might not align with your goals. And if they decide that you no longer fit into where they're going and they lay you off, you suddenly find yourself feeling out of control. And, mm -hmm. and you come to me at this point where you're like, I want to own this. I want to build something of value for me and my family. I want to build this legacy of ownership that I can pass on to my kids. I want to build an asset that creates cash flow, that builds equity, that provides tax shelters, right? How do the rich get richer and the poor and the middle class stay the same? Robert Kiyosaki's book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, because they own businesses that create tax shelters and um, build that, that are, they're build, they build assets. So they have leverage. So that's, ex that's exactly what I'm doing with people. And that's exactly the course that we take. So when I'm, when I come back to presenting companies, the company itself is always sort of shocking to people. They're like, Oh, I didn't see that one coming. But if, if I've really been a careful listener and asked the right questions, 
they are open to whatever the widget does because they see how it aligns with them waking up and being in an environment that they just can't wait to go get to every day. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. So let's say somebody's listening to this and they're like, I want to talk to Kim. I need a daily dose of Kim and I want to know what, what aligns with my life. You know, what, what could I be doing outside of what I'm currently doing? Right. Cause maybe they have a job and they're a tech person or they work at a fast food restaurant and they want to own a place like that one day. Maybe they're a laborer or whatever. Those skills, what, how do they get in touch with you? My website is the best place, www.thedailycoach, and that's D-A-L-Y, thedailycoach.com. I have a library of franchising and business coaching videos debunking those myths, uh, the top 10 reasons why, my top 10 frequently asked questions. I have interviews with people who uh, were once self-proclaimed scaredy cats or totally risk-averse people who are about to leverage their entire savings into a business. And I recorded these videos inside their place of business. It's some of the most gratifying work I've ever done. Um, is literally sitting in the supercuts location of a woman who the first time I met her said, I don't know if this is for me, but I absolutely will regret if I don't talk to you. And now she owns a supercuts location and she's living her dream. And she dared, uh, she, you know, she, she, she dared to put her life savings into this business. And so there are real world stories. There's hundreds of written testimonials from people who I've helped, but uh, there's about a dozen or so, so far testimonial videos from real life people and you'll see the subjects I tried to make them catchy so you know hey are you laying in bed at night thinking about owning a business but don't know which one watch this video and be inspired like like that or hey were you recently downsized through no fault of your own and you know you're you don't really want to go back to corporate America but you're not sure you can't afford to go watch this video and be inspired so you, hopefully some of those titles might um, catch your eye and inspire you just a lot of good educational content to help you get up to speed with fees and what a franchise really is, what's the value proposition, why you don't need experience. So, and you can, I have all kinds of resources on my website, blogs, newsletters, um, book resources. It's a, it's a great place to go. And you can also contact me right there. Awesome. Yeah. And I, I would just be, be respectful of her time, right? Go and consume her information. She's, she's put a lot of time and effort in 24 years of experience of what those videos need to be on her website. It's just, isn't just a bunch of stuff thrown up there. It's calculated to help you get out of your own way. So if you're actually interested in having a real valuable conversation with Kim, put in the legwork initially so that when you actually do have a conversation, she doesn't have to try and repeat to you what's in her videos. She's already, she's already created a professionally done video going over all these things. So go do all that. And then when you do talk to her, you can ask very pointed, specific questions to your situation, which I think will be help, help them and also help her help you the most. So um, excited about that. Here's a second to last section, legacy on rapid fire. Five questions here. Um, you ready? Yes. Okay. So what do you believe is holding you back from reaching the next level of your legacy today? I think limiting beliefs hold most of us back what we're worth, what we're owed. I mean, what we're, uh, what we're worth, what, um, yeah, just limiting beliefs. I'm now nervous. I got to calm down. <laughs> you see, if you're watching the video, you can see how excited she is. Okay. What do you think? I'm like, this is like, is this for game money, game pri prize money or what? <laughs> yeah, I should make a game show and make it. So it's for prize money. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think limiting beliefs about, you know, just what you're worth, 
um, what's possible. What are the what are the the secrets like to? I don't know if this is one of your questions, but you know, people are like, how do you achieve so much in your life, Kim? It's like because I'm stupid enough to believe that I can't do it. Like if I set a crazy, crazy goal. I achieve it. I don't even know. I mean, I, I have some really big goals that I'm still, you know, there's a season in time and I have to wait for God to like bring it into my life, but I'm not giving up. But I mean, I, I once wrote a check to myself, which was the largest amount of money I could ever imagine making in one commission. It was a big fat number. And I wrote the check to myself and put it in my wallet. And I woke up about five years later and realized not only was I making that money, but I was making that kind of money every single month consistently. Like that's the power of being specific with yourself. Uh, I recently, this past December was I, the pastor of our church was going to do a capital campaign to build an addition on our soup kitchen. And I love to give. I, I love to give and in giving you always receive so much more back. And I um, I, I felt like I, there's a whole backstory to this, but I had, I've always dreamed of buying a house for somebody. And when I sat in church that Sunday and heard him talk about, you know, we were, we needed to build an addition. I'm like, this is how you buy a house for somebody. And not just like one family, but like all these needy families that live in the community where I live and they can come and eat and they can be warm and they can get clothes. And I was so inspired. And I asked him, how much money do you need? And would you accept it from one donor? And he was like, uh, of course I would accept it from one donor. <laughs> and he gave me the number and it was a huge number. And I had no idea if I could actually do it. But on Christmas Eve last December, uh, my boys handed the pastor of our church a check to cover the addition on our building. And it's probably one of my greatest achievements in life, what I'm absolutely most proud of. Um, but it, it's just because I dared to dream. I, I still can't even believe that I did it. I cannot wait to see it built and go in there and be interacting with the people and feeling the pride that comes from like what I did to enable this to happen. But it's just because I'm like, I don't know, dumb or smart or whatever, but I dare to dream really, really, really big. And I have unstoppable faith. <laughs> yeah. I, I love that. And what I love most about that, and just, just keep in, keep this in mind. She earned all that money by helping people become self-sufficient and, and build a business. And then as soon as she earned it, I don't know if it, as soon as, right? But when she earned the money, she put it right back in to helping more people. It wasn't like she earned the money just so she could have lots of money. She earned the money, got the money, and, and gave it back out to help more people. And the ripple effect of what that money represents is all of the family's lives and the people who frequent those franchises all of their, that, that ripple effect, the amount of money that's being generated for those families, and then she earned some money and she gave it right back out to charity. The people who go through that soup kitchen, who get the help that they need, what's going to happen for them? Who's to say she can't go and help them get a franchise and change their life, right? So it's that the idea of just giving and giving and giving and giving. And even when you're getting back more than you can consume yourself or need, you give it back. You just keep giving and it always does come back. So what, do you, what would you say is the hardest thing you've ever accomplished? Uh, well, we were talking about skiing before. I broke my leg. And so for a very active, physically active, a single mom, um, self-employed, and I found myself uh, for 14 weeks held up in a cast. It was my driving leg from hip to ankle. 
And then uh, after I got the cast off, I'm like, what the heck else is wrong with my leg? Something's wrong. And the doctor didn't believe me for like eight weeks. I kept saying something's wrong. He's like, nah, it's a new bone. You just got to keep walking on it. So 20 weeks after I broke my leg, they discovered that I had paralysis in my quadricep muscle. So for a totally physical, oh, right, exactly. So totally physically active person. Now, now, mind you, I was six days after breaking my leg, I was back in the gym with my trainer. 10 days after breaking my leg, I figured out how to use a rowing machine. So like at week, at five weeks post breaking my leg and the doctor's like, I think you could start to use a rowing machine or something like that. I'm like, mm, I've already been doing that since like day 10. <laughs> so, like Everybody in the gym was like, Kim, you're so inspiring. I'm like, I'm not trying to be inspiring. I'm just trying to feel like myself. <laughs> I'd say like, so it's, it, it's taken me 17 months to fully regain uh, my, my leg and my mobility, but I'm back running on a treadmill. I am determined to ski this winter. So I'd say that that is um, the hardest thing I've ever had to, because you know what, Sam? There, this, I actually learned to meditate. Like on the weekend, I broke my leg January 28th. And so my, we're a big ski family. So everybody's going skiing every weekend and I'm stuck home. Like, and, I, and I'm, like, I'm like the biggest one who like, I live to ski. So I'm like crying with my wounds on the couch every weekend. So I'm like, I need to pass the time. I, I'm like, I got to invest the time doing something. And I, took a, I decided to take a nine week meditation course. And I finished the course in four weeks. I, and it literally changed my life. I told my mom when I got up off the couch 14 weeks later and got that cast off that I got up a totally different person through meditation and really, really understanding uh, how finding God is finding yourself. Like God is you and you are God. And that's what you learn through meditation. And you learn by what we've just said, by going inside yourself. So the hardest thing was overcoming, like learning patience, the physical pain. I had to hire a caregiver. <laughs> she, she, she was like, actually, she, she went grocery shopping. She ironed like uniforms. My kids go to a Catholic school. So she was ironing uniforms, driving my kids, all that. But like, eventually I was like, oh, wait, can you just like do my grocery shopping for the rest of my life? <laughs> so, there were so many lessons in there that I, a totally self-sufficient person to become totally handicapped that I had to learn and, and humble myself and ask for help. And that was really hard, but I'm so proud of how I went through that. And then because I redeemed the time and had this life-changing experience with meditation, it literally, I literally not only have a stronger, better bone, <laughs> but I have a stronger, better mind and I think future. Yeah. I, I love that. That's incredible. Um, so here's the last question. This is my favorite question. I save it for the end and you've already heard it because you listened to some episodes, which is good. But, uh, it's, the question is what legacy are you building? So we got to pretend that you've died and we're six generations from now. So your great, 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 great grandchildren, they're sitting around a table. You get the opportunity to kind of listen in, view this conversation, maybe sit at the table and you're hearing what they're saying about you and your legacy. Now, keep in mind, this isn't your children. This is six generations from now, anywhere between a hundred to 150 years from now, what do you want them to be saying about Kim Daly? What was her legacy? What did she do? That's quite a big legacy, Sam. Those are, those are really big shoes. Well, I would like to be remembered for the girl who couldn't give enough away. I live that, what I've already shared with you, that uh, in anything you want in life, if you give it away, it will always come back, whether it's love, friendship, money, um, position, anything. 
if you lack anything, if you can give from what you have to somebody else who has less than you, I promise you that God will never let you down. He will always return to you double. And I think it's like 77 times seven, I think is the answer. (laughs) And I, I have been on the receiving end of that so many times where I am completely in awe of how amazing our God is. He gives immeasurably more than we could ever ask for. So if you ever lack anything, give first. And if that would be my legacy, not just to my children, but my children's children and their children and their children, that would be absolutely the most amazing legacy I could ever imagine. I love it. That makes me rethink my legacy. So I appreciate you sharing. No, that was awesome. And thank you so much. And please, um, I, her website is going to be in the, the show notes here. Go, go at least do yourself the service of checking it out. I mean, I know how many people, there was over 40 million people who got laid off during this COVID scare, you know, and now by news reports, it's, show, it's shaping up to be worse than the first round, which is crazy. But, you know, you know it's like, don't let somebody else control your future. And you don't have to. There's so many opportunities out there. Go to her website, find out what makes sense for you uh, and what, go through some of her material. If it makes sense, reach out to her and, and start your new future. Start your new legacy today. Start living with intention and becoming um, the person that you want to become. And we'll, with that being said, thank you so much, Kim. Thank uh, you. This was awesome. You're awesome, Sam. We'll catch you guys next time on the Fuel Your Legacy Show. Thanks for joining us. If what you heard today resonates with you, please like, comment, and share on social media. Tag me. And if you do give me a shout out, I'll give you a shout out on the next episode. Thanks to all of those who've left a review. It helps spread the message of what it takes to build a legacy that lasts. And we'll catch you next time on Fuel Your Legacy. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.